Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Like, you know, I've been trying to make some themes in these intros, right? I, I like to do the basketball reference nickname. My new thing might be starting petitions, okay? So I got okay. I got you to agree to do the G League tryout, right? And um, only if we get enough Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes, I will try out for a G League team. So go to my Patreon. new petition is for is for you to add our newest person to the intro. I feel like the show has to be brought to you by hashtag basketball and Craig now. Shout out to Craig who is recording all of our um, all of our podcasts now. He's a lifesaver and he's also uh, an artificial intelligence and um, a scary looking bear. So shout out to Craig. Um, but I'm not, no, I'm not going to give him any, I'm not going to give him any recognition, Tyler. Um, uh, this is the 30 teams in over 30 days preview and Craig hasn't done anything other than record, hit a record button. So like, I'm not giving him any, any credit at all, Tyler. Um, do, do I you not know that I've, I've been consulting with Craig on all my rankings and projections? Oh no, I, I didn't, I did not know that. I did yes. not know that. I had no, all had, my, yeah. All my rankings and projections this year will be by Tyler Watts. Special thanks to Craig. Uh, to me? No, no. Everyone's going to be confused. And that's, that's how I like to keep my life is for people in a perpetual state of confusion. Well, I'm, I'm confused as to why the Miami, uh, why Jimmy Butler went to the Miami Heat. Because as someone who uh, was demanding a championship, left the Bulls for Minnesota, left Minnesota pretty quickly for Philly, and then even quick, more quickly left Philly for the sweet, sweet warm beaches and warm beds of South Beach is, is, is what I'm thinking, Tyler. Because the Heat brought on sign-and-trade Jimmy Butler from the Sixers. They ended up losing... Josh Richardson, or Josh Richardson in that trade. They also lost Ryan Anderson and traded Hassan Whiteside to uh, Portland. And shout out Dwayne Wade, who I believe uh, I think Dwayne Wade retired. Right? He went on the long retirement tour. But was it official? Yes, he did retire. Good, good for him. I'm glad to glad to see him go. How about that? Fucking Dwayne Wade. He's like a huge uh, part of this NBA 2K20 game, though, which I'm a little confused about because I'm like, isn't he retired? Like, why is he on the cover and like going to be a big part of the game? He's not playing anymore. I'm confused, but I guess we're trying to pay homage to um, players past and present NBA 2K20 as long as well uh, as the WNBA for the first time. So I guess that's uh, something. But yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler, who you know, basically got his way out of Minnesota because they didn't want to win, got himself traded to the Heat who aren't winning. Like, I, I'm confused by this whole this whole Jimmy Butler mess. Uh, not gonna, I, I, Jimmy Butler makes them, a, 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 I think, a playoff team, as we've been uh, asking that question 
in our 30 teams in over 30 days, but adding Myers Leonard and Tyler uh, uh, Harrow. Is that, is that how you say his name? Tyler Harrow. Harrow. He's like a hero. He's like a hero. Um, drafted 13, 13th in the draft. Um, the Miami Heat are once again just kind of a weird, a weird, weird team. But at least we 100% now have a good fancy basketball player on this team in Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't think the Heat make the playoffs, as we'll get back to that question. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, if the and Bulls the Heat- make the playoffs, the Heat are not going to make the playoffs. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, the Bulls aren't making the playoffs either, but um, yeah. So, so Jimmy Butler, right? We talk about this every year. He's really good at what he does, right? He gets you some good, some decent rebounds, some decent assists. The steals are pretty much elite. He gets you like half a block. He probably nets you pretty close to twenty points a game. Um, the percentages are usually good. Like, there's a lot to like about Jimmy Butler. Um, there's one sort of issue I will take with uh, the rankings. Both our friends at hashtag basketball.com and our friend Mark Roberts, right? Uh, they hashtag has Jimmy Butler ranked 13th playing 72 games. Our friend Mark Roberts has him ranked 26 playing 70 games. The only problem is Jimmy Butler never plays 70 games. Like he's played 70 games one time in the last six seasons. And if you go yeah. all the way back to his eight seasons in the NBA, he's played it twice. Um, he plays basically 65 games every year, and I don't understand why anyone thinks he's not going to play 65 games. I mean, I can read the games to you. It's 67, 65, 67, 76, 59, 65. It should be 65, shouldn't it? It's it's under 70, and especially in today's NBA, it's it's, it's under 70 for sure. Um, and that is kind of the caveat with Jimmy Butler. He is a solid uh, second tier, if not a top second tier player per game uh with incredible like you know almost two steals a game uh almost a half you know half a block a game very good percentages uh gets you both assists and rebounds has never been good at threes uh but scores like uh like a king out there because he is he gets buckets he's jimmy buckets but um in totals he ends up following a tier every single year because of his 65 games, which is saying, you know, I think still saying a lot that you are a top 25 player only playing 65, 60, 65 games. That's still pretty impressive. Act. Do you think, and this is a question and maybe one year not quite expecting, but that's okay. Um, he averaged five and a half assists with the Bulls um, back in maybe his best season in the NBA where he scored almost 24 points. Do you think he does that in Miami, right? Like, do you think he gets that assist total back up? Um, Goran Dragic getting up there in age. They tried to trade him a couple times maybe uh, on kind of a big contract, so nobody wanted him. I don't see a lot of other great ball handlers waiting in the wings on this team. Deion Uh, Waiters, my man. Yeah, but okay, so not a distributor gonna guy's gonna come in and get his own buckets. Um which is fine, right? I mean like Deion Waiters is what he is and, and getting a bucket for yourself is a thing. But you know, someone's gotta get assists on this team. I actually think we could see Jimmy Buckets get around that five or maybe over that five mark again. 
um, which is an interesting little fantasy storyline to follow. Yeah, so even uh, Dragic um, playing point guard, he's been on a, you know, just kind of like slowly teetering off into uh, retirement, you know, last season pretty bad for Dragic uh, per game, you know, He's only playing 27 minutes a game. He, they didn't even want him out on the court. Um, and even before that, you could see his his points tailing off, his assists tailing off. So if he tails off a little bit further, and even so, even if he doesn't, you know, he's only getting about four or five assists a game. So yeah, I, I do think Jimmy Butler could uh, have to facilitate a lot more on this team, and, the, and those assist numbers could get a little back up closer to five along with the fact that everything else that he's doing, including, I'd say, taking a few more shots on this team because he doesn't have to share the ball with Embiid and Ben Simmons and all those guys. Uh, I think, actually, Jimmy Butler falls back into a little bit more of his old Chicago role when uh, Derrick Rose was out, uh, RIP Derrick Rose's knees, and the six championships that Derrick Rose was going to bring the Bulls. Um, Jimmy Butler is going to be kind of uh, playing that role again, uh, which makes him, I'd say, a tad bit more valuable than usual. So, okay, so I guess the question is, where where are we looking at Jimmy Buckets? Um, we'll go Roto and head-to-head, so we're going to go with the caveat there. Um, whichever one you want to do first doesn't really make any difference, right? I mean, I, I would like Jimmy Butler in both Roto and head-to-head. I, you know, it's hard to get elite steals. Um, just in general, and I do like um, his ability to um, to score, get steals, assists, and, and rebounds all at the same time. Uh, like I said, I think he's a he's a hundred percent a, a second tier player, and because of the totals in games uh, for head to head, I drop him a little bit further. So a solid second round player a mid second round player for uh i'd probably take him in the mid middle of the second round depending on who i took in the first round for either uh an either one of those uh formats uh roto maybe a few spots higher head to head a few spots lower he is just outside my top 20 in head to head rankings just because i think the 65 games are going to knock him down enough um, and we mentioned, right, there's some other 65-ish games, guys, that I'm looking at over him. Um, the Kawhi Leonard's, the potentially Paul George, you know, those types. Uh, even, Kyrie, even Kyrie Irving, yeah. maybe, you know, that's kind of the the toss-up there is, is an Irving and Butler. Um, yeah, just I think that maybe in head-to-head knocks him just, you know, just outside my top 20 or right about number 20. Um, in Roto Leagues, though, I think I have him a little bit higher. He's inside my top 20 at about number 16. A pretty good chance he ends up in my top twenty in in both formats, but um, if he falls out, it will be head to head for sure. And, and it's just the games thing, right? Like I think there's a lot to like here, and if, if you're looking at just the stat line, there's a lot to love, right? So, yeah, and um, I think uh, we'll have to talk about that um, that very specific difference between head to head and roto. I actually think other, you know, there's some other. Uh, People out there who reverse the logic, they actually want per game in head-to-head so they can win the week, and they want totals because they want all 82 games in a roto league because all 82 games count. And I actually, to me, it's the opposite. I want someone I can rely on from week to week to actually play, 
and Roto is about quality starts. So, you know, yeah, it, 65 starts from Joel Embiid is better than 82 starts from almost any other center. And it's the same for me. And the really, you mentioned it, right? The big difference is like in head to head, I'm going to do streaming and stuff anyways. Right. So I want bulk stats. I want 1500 points. I don't want 20 points a game, but you only need to play 50 games. Right. I want the 1500 raw points for the season of you being awesome all season long in a head to head league, because I'm streaming and adding to those stats every week in Roto. You know what I mean? I want a good quality start. And then for the whatever games you miss, obviously I'm going to have to fill somebody in there. But it's easier to fill somebody in too because you're not streaming your bench every day, right? So you can pick a good game with a good matchup from a guy who's ranked like relatively around 100 or 115 or 120 and go, oh, well, this is going to be a top, you know, 65, 70, 50 game because. The matchup's really good, and maybe their leading score is out, so he's going to take over a larger scoring load, that kind of thing. You could be a little bit more strategic with your starts, and you don't have to play those starts that week. Uh, all of your guys are going to sit out some games or possibly get injured. Only very rarely will you have guys playing 80-plus games anymore. And you're going to have to – like the, the good thing about Roto is you don't lose that start. If a guy doesn't play – in your head-to-head league, you can't go back in time and get that start back. If a guy doesn't play and you have him in your starting lineup in a roto league, well, you just you have that game to make up somewhere. And so you can shoot. It doesn't even have to be that week. It could be next week. It could be uh, later in the season when someone breaks out. So someone gets hurt and gives you know someone a bigger opportunity, and that's why I um, I want the the lesser games right in the roto is. There's opportunities available and there's a finite number of opportunities though. And right. There's an infinite number of opportunities to start people in head to head. Exactly. And uh, actually that might've just been the entire podcast. Tyler, we did a great job. Uh, We should put this out uh, as a Roto versus head to head discussion. Um, Yeah. We'll probably elaborate more on that in the future. Uh, Let's get back to the Miami heat here. Jimmy Butler, a great asset in both head to head and Roto. Uh, the rest of this team is, once again, kind of a collection of guys that I'm sort of interested in, but I feel like none of them will pan out. But there is some hope from Bam Adebayo. What do you think so, about him this, this This is a really interesting guy, okay? So um, uh, our our friends at hashtag basketball have Bam out of bio ranked 29th on totals. 29th, Mike. Um, Feels aggressive. Our, our friend Mark Roberts has him ranked 74th on totals. And the big discrepancy there is um, hashtag has him playing 30 minutes. Mark Roberts only 27. Uh, Bam out of bio can do some very fantasy relevant things, right? But Hassan Whiteside's always been in the way. Hassan Whiteside's gone now. And so what are we going to see from Bam Adebayo? How many minutes? You know, those are the questions, right? And when we look at other big men on the Heat this coming season, they've got Kelly Olenek and James Johnson, Myers Leonard. Like, not a a group that you feel great about 
stealing a ton of minutes from a guy like Bam Adebayo. If Bam Adebayo is going to be good, right? Bam Adebayo is the real deal, right? And you talk about entering his third season, just turned 22 in July. There's the potential that he kind of pops. Now, I would not pick him 29th. Like, to me, that would be an absolute ceiling. And even I, I don't think – I don't really see any way he's a top 30 player this year. Like, not to – not to knock, yeah. The, not to knock he, those rankings, but like, give me the plethora of players ranked below him, right below him: DeAndre Ayton, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, LaMarcus Aldridge, D'Angelo Russell, Chris Middleton. Like, all those guys way over him. Like, that's got to be his absolute ceiling. So I'm not picking him there. He's kind of like uh, a Pascal Siakam, but won't score as much and has better defensive stats a little bit. Except for you could just have Pascal Siakam and know that he can actually do that. He can actually produce, you know, top 50 value. I actually don't even think Bam Adebayo, um, he's, he's relevant, certainly, even in 27, 28 minutes. He is standardly relevant. Um, I don't know if Bam Adebayo playing 32 minutes is something that will make him leave the plateau of players after 40, 45 um his his defensive stats the steals and blocks are interesting enough for me to pay attention he's got a huge hole in the fact that he will never hit a three and he's his assists are just you know mediocre those two things accompanied with a also a mediocre 73 percent from the free throw line i think keep him out of those top tiers while pascal siakam can be will probably be in one of those top tiers um, you know, he might, I think he is someone who makes it out of that, that, uh, that plateau section into a, a tier in the best case scenario. And in the best case scenario with Bam Adebayo is that he's very good, but still has giant holes in his game that keeps him from being a very good fancy basketball player. So if you see people overpaying for him, it just, it just feels like a bad idea. I feel like he's going to be the trendiest of trendy sleepers this year. And After you're the, gonna, you're gonna, Bam is like, the John Collins of, of sleeper lists. Um, so here's a question, and maybe one I'm still trying to figure out a little bit for myself. Um, we'll play the Mike Only League game. Where are you looking okay. at Bam Adebayo? Right. So the reason I always call this the Mike Only League is. You know, when we talk about playing leagues, right, it's all about what the other people want to do, right? You know, some people it, it maybe might, are might not smart Mike, that's for sure. Then that's the thing. It's like when it's all you, right, and, there, and that means everybody is thinking the exact same way you are, it gives you, the listener, a little bit better idea of where Mike is thinking about these players, right? Like Mike's at 50, he might be putting this guy in his queue. He might be wanting to pick the person at 65 or 70. Um, so that's kind of why I do that, um, in case anyone was wondering. I just think there's so many players out there, and we, you know, I think we just talked about a bunch of guys in Philly. Uh, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, all guys who we know can produce uh, will probably be in the top 50. You probably get them outside the top 50. Bam Adebayo, I have never, you know, I have not seen him be a top 50 player. I've seen him score and I've seen him get really good rebounds. He's got some really good lines from last season, but he doesn't get, like I said, the assists really just aren't, aren't there. Uh, maybe they could come 
but with Jimmy Butler there, you know, I don't know if this that's this is the season. He doesn't shoot threes, and I haven't seen Bam Adebayo put a, a, an entire consistent season, a, a very good second half last season, um, where he got better, but not a full consistent season of being like a top sixty player. So with guys who are I think are going to be in the top fifty falling out of the top fifty into the 60 range i'm probably not thinking about buying out of bio until the 60 plus range and i'm with you there here's another thing i don't love about bam out of bio right he played all 82 games last year um he averaged cool. his total numbers are gonna no 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 his total no. numbers look great hey, let me finish though he played all 82 games he played 23.3 minutes a game okay he had three or more fouls in 45 of those games and he was playing a limited role so for people saying he's gonna play like 32 minutes a game that foul trouble could be a a big issue if he's gonna play 10 more minutes a game that he could be you know he's gonna have the occasional game where he gets in foul trouble and plays you know 12 15 20 minutes um which is gonna knock the total down a little bit yeah i i'm more Thinking about Bam, he's definitely not a top fifty guy for me. I don't. I'm not even thinking about him in the top fifty. I think once we get outside the top 60, 65, 70, that's when I'm thinking about him. I'd much rather pull the trigger at seventy five or eighty than I would at sixty five or seventy. Like I just feel like a there's some upside a there, right? Plateau. Yeah, he's a, he's potentially a first plateau guy. Uh, probably considered a second plateau guy. So once you enter that 70, 75 range and that second plateau, he's a guy with upside who could be a first plateau guy. So I'm, I'm definitely starting to look at guys who have good potential. Once I get in that 70, 75 range, not just guys who are like, you know, definitely going to be fine, which like, you know, like Kelly Olenek, I think Kelly Olenek actually is going to be fine, but I um, certainly will. I would draft Bam out of bio over Kelly Olenek just for the potential because Act, you know there, you there. Is, there's a scenario where Kelly Olenek finishes better than Bam Adebayo. I just don't think it's uh, I'd like to ask you lesson. about four, four or five big men um, and just kind of who who would you rather have in this uh, drafting scenario? You, you good with that? Uh, let me hear it. Yeah, let me uh, hear Bam Adebayo, Hassan Whiteside. Oh, a good one right off the back um head to head or roto uh we'll go head to head i think more people play that we'll just assume it's that okay hassan whiteside then yeah me too uh your boy laurie marketing Laurie marketing is not a question um steven adams Ooh. That's a good question. this is a good question i think because Bam Adebayo is the shiny new toy, the thing that could be something. I think we know exactly what Steven Adams is. He is the Steven Adams on the shelf. He's not going to be any different. He's going to do what Steven Adams does. And Steven Adams, I would say, probably scores um, similar to Bam Adebayo, maybe a little less. Gets um, more blocks and steals yeah. He he gets the steal and the block you're hoping Bam out of bio can get you. And he gets you nine rebounds, which you're hoping Bam out of bio can get you. 
I don't see uh, why anyone really is going for Bam Adebayo, except for maybe he's going to shoot a little bit better free throw percentage if that's something you care about. But like, I feel like Bam Adebayo is the knockoff Stephen Adams in some ways, and. Like, and you know, Steve what Adams you, was a hot commodity there a couple of years ago. Yeah, but it, it's just like for me, what do you want Bam Adebayo to be? You want him to be Stephen Adams, and I could have Stephen Adams. Uh, like, I think people overthink it sometimes. You want Bam Adebayo to be Pascal Siakam, but without his, the ability to shoot a three pointer, he's never going to be. So he's more likely going to be a lot like Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams is going to get way overlooked. Like I already, I already seen him be overlooked in a lot of leagues. Um, I think I might have to add Tyler. Uh, I think you, you, you sprung this upon me. I think I'm gonna have to add Bam Adebayo to get that money off the board list for auction players to get that money off the board. Bam Adebayo, I would want Bam Adebayo on my team, but for the price that he's going to fetch when people have money in those earlier rounds. It's a, especially if you're kind of known, like this is like a, the psychology thing. If you know all the players in your league uh, and you're doing an auction draft, which I would recommend everybody do an auction draft. Um, if the players kind of know that you're in the know, then when you bring out Bam out of bio, they're going to be like, Oh, sh- Oh shit. Bam out of bio. Like, yeah, he's, I've heard he's a sleeper. Or he's really good. And then you could start bidding him up. Like, Oh yeah. you know, like 15. Yeah. 18, 20 and people are like, Oh, we got to get after this and don't get caught. But get him up to your number and then walk away and let the uh, the three other people who, who are still bidding on him just continue to bid him up. Get that money off the board, baby. Yeah, and I think Bam Adebayo, like I said, he's just going to be a hot commodity. And I think he's one of those guys where it's safe to start the bidding out a little higher too. Like you probably start the bidding out depending on your league, like, you know, 10, 12, 15 bucks and people are going to bid. And I mean, you might not even have to bid again. You might be able to start the bidding out at like, you know, 12, 15 and just – when someone says 16 and someone says 17 and someone says 18 and none of them are you, you just let it go. Uh, uh, I love auction leagues. They're the best. So here's the way Bam Adebayo is going to be better than Steven Adams, and I probably undersold him on this. He's going to get more assists. Like Steven Adams probably only like a one-and-a-half assist guy. Bam Adebayo, 2.2 assists in 23 minutes, but I still think pushing 30 is going to be difficult for him. So – He's maybe going to get you like three assists, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. I think Bam Adebayo scores more than Stephen Adams. Actually, I would I would put money on that. Uh, I think Bam's maybe, pretty good score. Maybe I mean he averaged eight point nine points a game in twenty three minutes, which per thirty six last year was thirteen point seven a game. No, I just I think he's I think he's got it in him. How many points did Stephen Adams score last year? Do you know in thirty minutes? Well, thirty-three minutes or whatever he played. 13. 13, 13.7. Let me look. Let me go look. Thirteen point seven. You're quick on the draw. That seems like very specific. Thirteen point nine. You were damn close, Tyler. Oh. I'm impressed. Oh, like uh, I, I, I honestly don't see him being. I see him being the same score if he could play Stephen Adams minutes. I, 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 you know, I'm still going to give the edge to Bam. I got a little faith in Bam, but I don't have a lot of faith in Bam, and that's why we got him. Oh, and uh, outside of our top, you know, 65 into that 70 range. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. Like Bam's fine. Bam maybe should be picked a little like ahead the of Stephen Adams. Adams. Yeah. 
that's what I mean. There is upside there, which is why he should be picked ahead of him. But at the same time, like to pick him at 50 when I can have Steven Adams at 85. Yeah. Give me Steven Adams Adams all day. Get someone better. Yeah. And get Otto Porter, who some, for some reason dropped to 50, like take, take Otto Porter instead. That's what I'm saying. So don't get confused, right? I'm not saying like you should definitely pick Steven Adams over Bam. I'm saying at their values, I'd much rather have Steven Adams three rounds later and have whoever in the top 50, Jamal Murray. Probable values are very similar, and that goes to show you the uh, why we have a plateau system here because you know if you're ranked 83rd and you score one more point and have a better percentage in your free throw and have like a 0.4 extra steals, you're suddenly the you know 59th ranked player. Like that means that plateau is is just it is what it is. You just improve a little bit and you move right up the rankings because everyone's pretty much ranked uh, overall very very close to each other. So it's more about fit with your team in the plateau sections than it is about rankings, and that's really how you should be looking at it. Um, and value wise, Bama Bio, you know, like we said, not going to be a top fifty value, uh, but we'll give you those rebounds and some good steals and blocks. So if that's what you're looking for, he's a good pick. With you on all of that. Right. The rest of this team is a plethora of dudes who will get some minutes and be fantasy standard league relevant but will probably be on your waiver wire off and on through the rest of the season. We're talking about Kelly Olenek, Warren Dragic, Justice Winslow, and Dion Waiters. And even Dion Waiters is a little bit of a stretch, in my opinion. Um, the guy could score, though. So he's got that going for him. Tyler, if you had to, if you had to draft any of those four guys, which, who would you draft? So I find it funny that both our friends are very high on Kelly Olynyk this year. Um, I feel like I feel like we've been very duped by Kelly Olynyk in the past, a twenty-eight-year-old man. Um, grown man, a grown, long-haired. We always see some like you know kind of fantasy goodness from Kelly Olynyk, right? You know, shoots good percentages. You know, can hit a three, can do this, can get a steal, can do half a block or so, get a couple rebounds. But every year, he only seems to play like twenty-two minutes a game. And now, he's also really ugly. Tyler, he's real ugly. I I am ugly not going to make any value judgments about his looks. So our friend yeah. Mark Roberts has him playing 27 minutes a game and has him as the 70th ranked player. Um, our ranking, the hashtag basketball, have him playing 26 minutes a game and the 92nd player. That just goes to show you, right, that there is not much value difference just in that scenario right there between pick 70 and pick 90. I, I don't know why why is he playing more minutes? Like I get they don't have a lot of fours, but like can't they just kind of play small and slide some guys around and do some let's, you know James Johnson and this and that and I don't know no, I don't know that he, let's say he plays more minutes right Let's just go ahead and say that he plays more minutes. Okay, so what am what am I what am I getting here? Am I getting a top fifty player? Am I getting a top seventy player? Am I, am I even Getting a top 100 player with Kelly Olenek playing, what, 29, 28, 29 minutes a game? 
Because what he's going to do, he's going to have a really good free throw percentage. So if you care about that, that's cool. Uh, his field goal percentage is going to be like normal. Uh, half a block and half a steal is cool. All right, that's right. Assists well, are, neg- like assist are negative. The rebounds are negative for 20, your for a big. If he's playing twenty nine, though, you got to feel good about him scoring like twelve points and getting you a steal with some decent yeah, three okay. pointers and cool. like he's yeah. barely inside the top one hundred, which is why I don't really get picking him because like there's not a lot of upside and there's not. Yeah, the best case scenario is 30 minutes and he's going to score like almost like a, a three and a half. He's going to have a half steal and a half a block. He's like an elite. He's like a good streamer, even at 30 minutes. Like I, unless I'm in a roto league, I guess where uh, those numbers can add up. If I'm in like, even I don't even know in a, even in a roto league, I'm, I'm like questioning whether, I want my my center like because centers all shoot threes now. So like when he came out the gates shooting threes, everybody's like, "Damn, this is gonna be a great fancy player." Everybody shoots threes now. Nobody cares. He doesn't get rebounds for a big. I mean, there's guys who shoot two th- hit two threes and get thirteen rebounds out there. And granted, they're like number one players, but uh, and then the half a steal and half a block is nice, but the negative and assists is not. So he's like a mediocre player. He's an like end of a bench player, and I'm. That's his upside, and I'm not drafting a guy whose upside is into my bench. I'm with you there. Um, the rest of these guys, man, they're they're scary, right? Like they're gonna be streamable, but Adjic is a question mark, right? But probably yeah, and Dragic could be. I mean, he was hurt last year. Maybe we see a little bit of a renaissance. He's 33 though, so there's a lot of reasons to think we don't. Um. And yeah, I think I've given completely up on Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow, a- I mean, had an okay season mm-hmm. last year. Like, to be honest, he just never plays a ton. Like, he's another guy. Like, 65 games is what you got to be projecting. And so that's hard to to stomach. But he's an okay streamer. Like, he's going to give you good rebounds. And, and see if he can still get the four assists like he did last year with a steal. If he can get that up closer to half a block, like 12 points. Like, that's a good streamer. It's fine. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I'm looking forward to the three and a half weeks that I stream him in my head deadly because he's just he's playing very well. And then uh, get pissed when no one will trade for him. And then when he falls back off and after losing me a week, uh, I will curse his name. Like that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, you're probably not wrong about that. Deion Waiters is Deion Waiters. Come on, he scores. You get hit some threes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's I don't even know. Do I, do you really stream him? Like maybe if you like super need points, but there's probably better even points guys on the waiver wire. Um, unless for some reason they've got a lot of backcourt injuries and Dion Waiters is gonna play like huge minutes. Um, the only other guy I'll mention, right, Tyler Harrow. He looked good in summer league, which is something. Um, promising, I think. But I, there's too many guys in front of him, I believe. Yeah, I, I, as a like developmental guy, though he. He's a good three-point shooter, which you like to see. He's got an NBA skill already. Um, he got over a steal a game for Kentucky last year. Like he could be fantasy relevant in a couple years. Like someone to keep an eye on. The kid's only nineteen. A good guy to keep an eye on in the second half of the season when they're like, "All right, well, Deion Waiters, you're a lunatic. We probably have to uh, stop playing you as much because Jimmy Butler's going to murder you." But you know who Jimmy Butler does like? 
Tyler Harrow. So let's get him out there. Like that, that seems like a more likely story. Yeah. And that's it for the Miami Heat. Uh, good luck to Jimmy Butler and crew making the playoffs. Because Tyler, I, I don't know. Jimmy Butler's really, really good. And Jimmy Butler, I mean, Jimmy Butler doesn't like to miss the playoffs. So it's going to be hard for me to say that the Heat aren't going to make the playoffs. But if the Bulls are going to make the playoffs, the Heat cannot make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, so, so they could make the playoffs. And that back half of the East is not great. But at the same time, like it's going to matter how many games Jimmy Butler plays. Because we've just talked about it. Without Jimmy Butler, what is this team? Like Jimmy Butler is going to be the main scorer. Jimmy Butler is going to be probably the team's primary ball handler. Like if you're talking about him missing 65 games, who can this team beat over those other 17 games? They're going to be 0 and 17, pretty darn close in those other games. Like they're going would win a Jimmy Butlerless Heat or the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, maybe the Heat win that one. <laughs> no, no, actually, I don't know. Nick Batum, Marvin Williams. That's what I mean. And the Heat, Here's I mean, like, here. if Drogic is, re- is if really you're really going to say Drogic. Is really better than Olenek? Like, come on. If you're really going to say Drogic takes another step back, that's a competition. So it's hard for me to pick the Heat because it's like you're throwing it all on Jimmy Butler, and we've talked about it. You know, throughout this podcast, Jimmy Butler is amazing. But, you know, you're going to miss 17 games, Jimmy Butler. The Heat might be 0-17 in those games. That's a big hole to climb out of in your 65 games. you got to play really good to make the playoffs. And the supporting cast is not great even when he's playing. So, yeah, it's just hard for me to say they're a playoff team, and I'm going to go with them finishing, you know, ninth or 10th in the East again. Right. I like that, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you want to leave feedback for the show. Please rate and review us. Leave feedback. Send us tweets about what you want to hear on the show, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we are open to all feedback, and we want to give you the content that you need in order to be prepared uh, to win your league next year. So we're going to have a ton of content coming your way, and some of that content is going to be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. So go check out patreon.com slash watching the box of boxes our patreon subscribers get access to exclusive content but you should go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes anyway because there is free content there uh including my tier one and tier two rankings for uh, at least my first pass on those tier one and tier two rankings for the upcoming season and i think that is it tyler for the Miami heat and we will see you with the next team everybody have a good one